I want to talk today and kind of give you an argument as to why being uncomfortable, getting into that discomfort is actually good for you and helps you out in the long run. We're going to talk about that this week on episode number 146 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to Relax Mel. All right. So I'm back at the house today, but uh, just to let you know, my computer is, uh, my computer was still not let up. I've actually got to set up a uh, an appointment to take the OIMAC back into uh into the uh, the Apple Store and let them see if they can figure it out. They, I went through, reinstalled everything, and I'm still no internet connection whatsoever. So they've, get, I'm sure it's probably a controller board or something that has gone out. Seems like uh, Apple loves to have their controller boards go out. So we're gonna see what what the deal is and and see if I can get myself back into a regular scheduled program on, uh, on Thursdays and see if I can get enough time to actually get, even get my, my, uh, my blog post up and going again. But <laughs> anyhow, with that said, I want to say thank you and hello and welcome to all the new folks who have come in and are listening to relaxed mail. We've got, we're still getting new people coming in and new people are ju- uh, jumping aboard. And I have to say, I'm, I believe a lot of it is thanks to you guys who are sharing this show out. So if again, if there's something that's said in here that just really rings a bell in the future, Go ahead, share this out with your your friends, your band of brothers, those who you believe would actually Im- draw an impact from listening to this, and uh, that's how we actually get our show to grow. So getting started, we're talking about an argument for discomfort. Yes, it's something I seem to talk about a lot is getting you into a zone where you're not a hundred percent sure of what the outcome is going to be getting yourself to where it's not comfortable to, to be doing something because that's how we're going to learn. You don't learn when you're feeling comfortable, when you're feeling quote unquote safe or anything like that. When you're feeling that way, you're actually playing small. You're playing to your, the lowest common denominator of what you are or are not able to do. So many people, they hear the word discomfort and they really shrink back from that. And I understand discomfort is not a nice sounding word on the, on the surface. It is actually, you know, you, you hear dis, um, discomfort and it brings up, you know, images of pain. A lot of times, you know, somebody laying on a bed of nails or getting their skin flayed off or, you know, something horrible. You go, well, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, you know, it's, it's not going to be near as bad as what a lot of people want to think it is. It's not, yeah, those things sound horrible. And I don't think laying on a bed of nails would do you a whole lot of benefit, but you know, it's not going to, it's not going to kill you unless you're, you know, you get sat on by an elephant at the same time, but pain. When I say talk about pain and I talk about discomfort, it is 
on the same level as failing on doing something where that might embarrass you. There's all those little weird possibilities and those, those what ifs that jump into your head that really do have a tendency to want to hold you back. And that's why when you're, when you're trying something new, that's what keeps you from taking that first step, taking that step onto a, onto a new realm is because there's that level of fear. There's fear that something is going to go wrong. And our beautiful squishy brain is just working its darndest to make sure that we don't die. Because I've said before, our brain is a do not get killed device. It wants you to live. And the best way that it knows how to make sure you're living right is by actually stay sitting on the, on the couch, watching television, you're not going to get hit by lightning. You're not going to have a, a, a mountain lion come through your living room and, and grab you and run off with you. You're not going to have, you know, cars zipping past you or anything like that in, in your living room. Not normally, at least. But, you know, you're not growing at the same time when you're sitting in that land of, of comfort. If you can get out of your comfort zone and into the land of discomfort, that's where a lot of our growth and a lot of our development actually happens. And that's why I actually look at discomfort as being a lot like a catalyst. Now, catalyst is a chemical is when you add a, a substance to, to another substance that, or if you add a catalyst to a substance, that catalyst actually causes, increases the rate of, of chemical reaction, causes it to undergo a permanent chemical change that per Google. And it's that same thing happens. That catalyst is discomfort. If you're wanting to say, learn, to ride your bike, you've got the catalyst of being uncomfortable of what if I fall over? What if I uh, crash? What, how do I stop? And all those other little questions that your mind creates ahead of you is what cause is if you listen to what those, those worries are, you're not going to take the chance of learning the ride. But if you do take the chance, it becomes, and you accept the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to fall. You're probably going to wipe out a couple of times. You're going to try to jump a curb and, and, and run into your, the uh, park, uh, the park pickup that's right there. Not that I've ever done that. Hello, rain. Uh, glad to hear you thump into the, in the table there. And. <laughs> And she, uh, and so you run into, you, if you run into the worry of what, of what pain is going to be like, if you're worrying about the pain, you're not going to take the chance of learning to ride the bike. And that catalyst is you finally are learn and know how to ride a bike and you're able to con- proceed to wherever it is you want to go on a bicycle. Now, like I said, pain is isn't something desired but at the same time it's not a it's not as horrible as you think our mind want amplifies pain until after it happens once you experience the pain you're like oh well that wasn't so bad it's kind of like getting a shot you're always like oh god it's not gonna ow okay it wasn't that they ripped your arm open to pour pour a vaccine in there they just poked you with a needle and shot the uh, shot the vaccine in and pulled it out pain is and discomfort 
for what we're wanting to do actually comes about where we are afraid we're going to get embarrassed. We're going to look bad in front of people. And the reason why that seems like it's such a horrible thing is because if we look bad in front of people, that means we may end up getting kicked out of the village. We may get exiled out to to anywhere because we're an embarrassment to the, uh, to the village. And in all reality, if you actually sit down and apply your, your, your thinking part of your brain, you'll realize, yeah, that's not actually true at all. Cause you know, there, even in my little town, it's that I live in, I, I do something stupid. Yeah. I may get laughed at a little bit, but they're not going to exile me out of the, out of here. They're not going to run me out of town on a rail there. It's, it's just a little ha ha ha. You're probably going to get ribbed for it for the next couple months, but you know, it's good. It's fine. You're not going to die from it. Yeah. You're a little embarrassed. Yeah. Okay. Your pride is, is hurt more than anything, but that's, that's, if that's the worst of it. All right. Let's go. Pain doesn't nearly hurt as bad as we want to. And then on top of that, once the pain is, has happened and has gone away, our brain remembers it to be in, doesn't remember it being as bad as what it actually was. So it's because we're, even though we're trying to avoid pain, pain is not a factor. Discomfort of being, uh, what happens if I lose my, uh, go bellied up on a business and I have to sell the house and everything else to pay for the bills? All right. Well, then you have to sell the house. You have to get the bills paid. What are you making that mean? That's the big question is what are you making that failure mean to you? Well, the neighbors are going to laugh at me. No, the neighbors aren't even thinking of you. Believe it or not, most of the time, the things you're worried about, people don't, aren't even thinking of. The things you're worried about aren't ever going to actually happen. The neighbors aren't going to talk about you behind your back. And if they do, it's only for a week or two, and then they're done going on to somebody else. And if you want to really let your life be ruled by what the opinions of others are, then you wind up being a very mediocre, wishy-washy type of person. Now, there's a lot of things in life that have to go through pain and discomfort for for the great thing to actually happen. And there's several instances in nature. If you've ever paid attention to a chick hatching, it has to sit there and it has to work on very confined space to pick at a a section of the wall of the, of the egg and break it through and break it open and keep struggling to get it cracked open enough to where it can actually emerge and be hatched. And I don't know if you've ever helped a chick who was, who was struggling to get the, uh, get the shell off. But if you do that, that chick actually is a lot sicker and a lot weaker and will die a lot earlier and more than likely won't even get into adulthood because of the very fact that you helped it get out. Yeah. The struggle itself is a one of life and death. If it doesn't get out, it's going to die. If it does get out, it has a better chance of living, but it's, the the act of having to go through that very struggle of fighting to get out of the egg is actually what allows a, a baby chick to survive. Butterflies are a lot the same way. If you ever were to take a a butterfly as it was starting to hatch and rain, seeing a reflection or something, so she's going to bark. So you're probably going to be hearing her. Um, butterflies, if you were to 
as it's trying to work its way out of the cocoon, if you were to open that cocoon up and help it out of the, uh, out of the cocoon and set it out, it would survive, but its wings would be all shriveled up and, and deflated. And the reason why is because a butterfly, as it's struggling to get out and it's working itself out of that little bitty hole that it's made, it's actually taking fluid in its body and is forcing it all the way out to the tips of the wings. And if it doesn't have go through that process of fighting itself out of the cocoon, struggling and clawing and reaching for every every step that it can take to get out of that cocoon, it won't ever be able to fly. Another piece of evidence. You ever had a tomato plant that doesn't bloom? Beautiful plant, big, green, just all sorts of bushy, beautiful tomato vine. But ever had the problem where it didn't ever produce any blooms or very, very few blooms. And those blooms, balloons, <laughs> sounded like I said balloons, balloons often don't produce a tomato. How do you get those tomato plants to actually start producing? Well, there's a several different ways. Uh, you can, the old wives tell is go to grab your broom and go beat the, uh, the tomato bushes with a broom. Just whap on it. Or I've known farmers who take their, grab a hold of the tomato cage and gives the, uh, the tomato plant a really vigorous shaking. I mean, where you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, he's taking out his frustrations on this poor little plant. But what you're doing is when you shake it and you beat it, yeah, you're doing little bits of damage to it. You're making it very uncomfortable. You're actually causing it to release a stress hormone. But what happens with that stress hormone is it tells the plant, dude, we're too comfortable. We better get ourselves going and start making some, uh, start propagating out our next line of, of next line of tomato babies. Because if we don't, you're the end of the line. And so all, you know, within the week, you are all of a sudden start seeing a whole bunch of yellow, yellow flowers up here on your tomato plant. And from there, you start getting quite a few tomato plants, uh, tomatoes themselves actually growing. All because you decide to take the chance to take a broom and whack on your, uh, on the, the tomato plant. Another example that's very similar to that is if you ever had a tomato, uh, tomato, an apple tree that's not producing any apples might be big, beautiful, but again, it's like the tomato plant. It's got really comfortable on where it's at. It felt extra safe. It doesn't, uh, it gets plenty of water for what it needs. It has, uh, it's not being eaten on by any bugs. It's not being, you know, it, it's well taken care of. It's getting plenty of food and all that. How do you make it, uh, make it grow? Well, you can actually go through there and trim, clip off a little bit, some of the, uh, some of the limbs, not the big limbs, but like the little twigs and smaller uh, sticks of, of the tree. You cut some of those off. Like the, it's an animal coming through and, and grabbing bites to eat. Or uh, again, farmer's almanac says to grab a hammer and beat on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, the trunk of the tree. And you're stressing it out. You're showing, Hey, this you're, you're too comfortable. Get yourself out there and start doing what you're supposed to do. Start making baby, t uh, apples and, 
when you do that, when it's time, when it's time to be blooming, it's time to be producing apples, it will actually go through and it'll produce a whole lot more apples all just because you took a, took a claw hammer and whacked on the, on the, the trunk several times. Same thing goes with other plants like crepe myrtles. If you have a crepe myrtle bush, that's not producing any flowers that fall, cut it back. And in the spring, it'll actually, it'll grow up and it'll produce a whole bunch more flowers like as if it was brand spanking new. So you need to go through that scary, horrible, no good process. You have to step through that veil of fear. My, uh, my mentor, Brooke Castillo often says discomfort is the currency for the life you want. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to use Fear as a compass. If they're ever wondering, what is it you need to do? What is it that when you start thinking of stuff, which, where does your brain get the most chattery about? For me, it's producing a, a workshop for men who are going through a divorce. I fight that. I have so many different objections to that. Yet they're not, they're not true. So, well, some of them are not false, but some of them are not true either. And it doesn't what I'm able to provide for men who are going through a divorce is something that would be able to help all men. But again, you from everything I've read, everything I've heard, everything I've anybody said, it does you, it does a person good to just pick a spot, pick a topic, something fine, really defined and follow it. And as you start to get, and it's just, it's like trying to um, get a, a boulder roll. You're not going to get something to move if you're applying a great big broad amount of pressure across it. But if you take a very fine pointed tool, you're able to actually do more more motion with a very small amount, a small tool than you can a very large one. And that's because you're able to apply more pounds per square inch on a little bitty tool than you can on something that would be like you know like a 12 foot by by eight foot sheet of uh of plywood because you're distributing that weight out so as i'm trying to get my business rolling i i have to focus that in so i've chosen to do you know men who are going through divorces but again you have no matter where it whatever what area of your life you want to start working on when you start trying to improve. If you come across something and you get a whole bunch of brain chatter while thinking about it, that's probably a good, a good idea that that's where you really want to start. That's where you want to go. Go on ahead and face that fear. Use fears, that compass and to start working your way down, uh, down that particular path. But the question for me is that, are you really down for the struggle? Are you really to get, ready to go off and get yourself out out of the comfort zone off the couch stop watching Netflix stop and start trying to apply your energy to something that you believe is meaningful it's not what everybody else thinks is meaningful what do you believe to be meaningful if you can find that out and if you can do the work and get to that point you're going to be in a position to where you can get things rolling a lot easier. I'm it's like I said, I've been, been 
chiseling away at that, finding out through uh, trial and error of what the truth is of what everybody says. You've got to go, you know, you got to take it slow, take it easy. And that's not something that's always fun, but it's something that is good to do. And if you can accept that you're going to get uncomfortable, accept the fact that you're going to fail, you're going to goof up, you're going to mess up, you're going to get things wrong, and it's okay because that's part of the learning process, your thoughts about messing up are nowhere, are not going to be nearly as devastating as if you were someone who thought, I've got to get this right or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, to make it at all. So be okay with the failure. Get out there and start doing something that is uncomfortable. Because when you do, you're going to develop the skills needed, the mindset needed to be able to do those wonderful things that you're actually wanting to accomplish. If you want help on being able to get this accomplished, you want to help cleaning up those thoughts, you can get a hold of me. You can reach out, go to relaxedmail.com forward slash contact, or you can just shoot me an email, Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. I will answer back and I will let you know, hey, this is what we can do. We can set up a time to talk and we will figure out, uh, figure out a, a plan of action that you, and for you to be able to, to start working towards what you're wanting to accomplish. And then on top of that, we will help face those crazy little thoughts that your, your amygdala is creating. So that you can actually go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to screw this up. That's fine. It's going to be an adventure to watch it, uh, watch it burn down. Anyhow, let's try it out. And we continue on. You can make failure fun. You can laugh. If you're willing to laugh at yourself a little bit, failure has, has no power over you. But that's a, one of the big problems is a lot of times we want to take ourselves a lot more seriously than what we need to. So guys, if you want help again, reach out, contact me. If uh, you know somebody who would like to hear this show, share that with them. Share the, share this on to your Facebook. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on Instagram. Share it on Twitter or or Mastodon if you're on a Mastodon server. Share it around you and share it with the with the friends and family. Send it as a text message to that to that brother you know that's really struggling, wanting to do something, but he's just. Set, always sitting there in the planning phase and never taking the steps needed. You can do this. You can help him by sharing this show out. And that in turn causes our, our community to grow, gets more men together and the, have that, the, the community of relaxed male start reaching out to other men, showing them, tell them, dude, you don't have to worry so much. You don't have to be beating yourself up. You can relax. We can get rid of that nice guy. That nice guy is no, is not needed. He is, we're, we're going to be, I want you to, to achieve what you, what your dreams are, achieve what your, what your goals are. And to do that uh, requires you to start living your life on your terms. And that's what this show is all about. I want men to live their life on their terms. Don't worry about what mom and dad are thinking. Don't worry about, what the boss has is going to say, because if you're living true to who you are, you're going to be, your boss is going to see the, the magic in there and he's going to want you in. And if he's, if he doesn't, that's because you're being, you're, you're showing him the shortcomings that he has. And that's just fine because 
that's probably not the best boss to be around. You can find that good boss, find that one that's, that's out there helping every, helping you to become the better, better guy, which is what the, a, a good boss does. So guys, with that, I'm going to let you go. Thanks a lot for listening. Remember to share this out. And if you, uh, have any, uh, questions or anything like that, please reach out to Brian at relaxmail.com and I will talk to you next week. Till then. Bye.